For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Normally Saturdays from 3 to 6, but I'm on now live Sunday, once 3. And taking your calls about the first week of the Trump presidency. So I am, if you haven't heard my show before, I used to be on this time slot, so you might have, but if you don't ever listen on Saturdays and you want to, you can go get my podcasts. I have um, online shows with my producer, Binkley, called Propaganda Report. It's at PropagandaReportDaily.com, and I also post my WSB shows there. But if you haven't heard my show before, I have to tell you, I am a hardcore libertarian. Not a Fox News libertarian, a hardcore, the full Rothbard, anarcho-capitalist. But that being said, which is absolutely unequivocal, uh, I am not a uh, proponent of revolution. I feel like it's worth defending the American experiment, which I'd be happy with. I only became an anarcho-capitalist because I observed or believe that our government is beyond uh, the ability to, to contain it within the confines of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I think it's just been lost. And I think it works against us. It actually decreases the prosperity, decreases the peace, so it gets more power. Now, we have a new president, and uh, many people think it's a massive radical shift, a coup over the military-industrial complex or the establishment. And for me, the kind of litmus test for that is how an administration approaches the Middle East question about this endless war there and if our any of our actions that are unconstitutional for example like not declaring wars through the congress that kind of thing if we can pull back on that and maybe restore some order so those that's the kind of test i hold up all everybody who's in positions of authority at the federal government but uh you know, if this is a if we are going to return to that, I will celebrate it. I am a defender of the American experiment and I'll continue to do so. But I'm always going to do it according to the really the libertarian principles it was founded on. So I got a, a tweet from Casey's mom that says listening to at Monica Perez show. Never Trump or just called in confessing Trump is being transparent and we finally have a real president. Yay. So this I am hearing a lot. Never Trumpers are super happy with Trump. And I'm a little, uh, you know, I wonder what changed because I feel like Trump is absolutely doing everything he said he would do in the manner in which he 
was said he would do it. So I wonder what it is that is um, converting people, his effectiveness, his following through. I don't know. And I, and what I really want to hear from is if there are never Trumpers or libertarians or maybe traditional conservatives who have concerns, who do not think that this is going to be a return to our founding principles. So if you if you're still a never Trumper, uh, give me a call. But generally, I just want to talk about what people's impressions are about Trump's first week. So give me a call at 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. So I want to start uh, going to some calls. Let's see who's been waiting the longest. <laughs> Joe in Locust Grove. Hi, Joe. You're on with Monica. Hey, uh, Monica. How you doing today? Thanks Good. How are you doing? Call. Uh, I just want to say that, look, um, as far as I know that you are a libertarian, I, I like a lot of what the libertarians have believed, but these aren't the times. I mean, at this moment, at this moment in time in history, and the state this country's in, and after it's been through the last eight years, might even say as far back as 16 when 9-11 happened, uh, but especially the last eight years, as far as I'm concerned, let's uh, since the election of Donald Trump, and in the first week of his presidency, he's gotten more done than the last two presidents, and especially the uh, well, the last the last eight years. But as far as I'm concerned, he keeps doing what he's got. He's doing right now. He's got card blanc in my book because the truth is, we are under attack in this country from a distance. But here's and, the problem uh, that you can't and I say yeah, it's something that should have been done. Uh, years ago, and uh, I wouldn't let all these uh, uh, protests and these uh, judges that think they're going to rule from the bench or legislate from the bench during his time. I believe those days are over with, at least for a long time. I hope they are. If he just keeps doing what he's doing, he'll be fine. And well, who fine. do you want to legislate? So you don't want it legislating from the bench, but you're okay with it legislating from the White House? At this moment? What he's doing, he's doing a lot of things that need to be done. At least he's doing it in the open, like you said earlier. He is being very transparent. Uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, Barack Obama, and you can go back as far as Bill Clinton. Uh, Bush wasn't that, I don't believe was that way or that bad. But you give them an inch, they're going to take the whole uh, kit and caboodle. We know what they are. We know what they would do. Yeah, I you actually... get a hold of this country right now, and starting with the borders and immigration... He couldn't. He couldn't be doing a better job. Well, some of some of what you say, I agree with. Some of what you say, I don't. Like, I don't. I wouldn't take Bush out of the lineup of the Clinton uh, category. I feel like he did so many things that expanded the welfare state, that uh, violated the Constitution. I mean, I understand that uh, he paid lip service to a lot of that stuff. But something you said earlier is is a concern to me when you say this guy has carte blanche in my opinion that means a blank check and that this is what can happen if you have somebody who's convinced you it's kind of the essence of the confidence game they've convinced you that you can trust them and then uh Whatever they do, they can step outside the bounds of what you want from them, what you what your principles dictate, and they can uh, violate those principles. And I actually coined a term called right cover, where he could. It, it does not really look like there that he's going to make an about face anytime soon, but he could do stuff that 
we're not okay with as far as well one big thing is this massive trillion dollar infrastructure spending thing that that we'd never accept from a democrat but the right will shut up about it because this guy has a cart blanche has a blank check and that's what i and it's not going to make me popular but like the rest of the media you'll see the left focusing on the protests and uh or on, uh, all of the media focuses on the media itself that that became the story somehow but even the right also focuses on the protests they focus on the you know who's who's the bigger hater kind of thing i think we absolutely have to keep our heads and scrutinize the policies and and evaluate the impact of those policies that's why i don't like it that it goes too fast i want legislation not from the bench or the white house but from congress like is in the constitution and i know obama said Set the stage for this but this pendulum swinging it's gonna it swings wider and wider and it's not going back to the original experiment and i and i do worry a little bit about that but maybe the powers that be uh or or um the people who with whom trump has to compromise know that the americans people are fed up and have to give back a little maybe they will do some of these things maybe the deregulation and stuff will be across the board and help small businesses and not just be case-by-case cronyism we have to see but we have to look if we're gonna see we have to look so i'm gonna look and uh, i'm going to sandra sandra you are on with monica hi Thank you for taking my call. Yes. Hello? You're on the air. What's going on, Sandra? Oh, hi. Um, I just want to speak about uh, Trump's first week. I think that um, he's doing a lot really fast. And uh, what uh, the last caller that called that uh, talked about the eight years of Obama and other presidents, I feel like um, Obama should have been giving... Uh, the right to do so much, but but little that he did, but he did left his mark on on the White House and uh, with the in the, with the Mexico uh, uh, border. Is I feel like it's about to be more like a trade war rather than working with Mexico to you know to create uh, more opportunity for you know maybe you know help. The the issue of the impact of these policies on trade is, for me, one of the top issues that as a libertarian, as a laissez-faire, a believer in laissez-faire, government hands off in the economy, I believe in that. And when I see manipulation, I worry that the results not only will be injustice because it's going to be pick and choose tax policy, pick and choose regulatory policy. The people who have his ear um, may be able to make their case, whereas all the little guys won't. I worry about that, about the imbalance. But a mm-hmm. bit, just from a purely economic point of view, a purely practical point of view, that making central control of the economy is de facto inefficient it does not reflect there's this thing hayek's uh theory of information it's what wikipedia was based on and the idea is that pricing being able to put a dollar value on all the costs on the revenue on it make it for every single person to make a decision based on a price the price reflects that prices can go up and down look at the gas station they can go up and down every single day more than once a day and that makes people understand the true value of their decisions and they can go in and uh 
decide what they want. And that makes an efficient allocation of resources. When you start deciding, like uh, Trump said, the pipelines need to be made with American steel. And he ordered his commerce secretary, who has been a huge investor in American steel, basically made his uh, wealth told him you better implement this and that guy also talks about tariffs on chinese steel that can only mean that the prices go up to to the value only of the people who uh own american steel manufacturing could be shareholders whatever but the fact that you restrict competition like that automatically impairs efficiency those are the kind of policy issues i want to hear discussed because they're important. And I feel like a lot of this noise, a lot of the focus on the protests and really um, excited people get hysterical, <laughs> you know, and the media is busy talking about itself, that nobody's really looking at this stuff. Anyway, if, forgive my uh, departure into real policy issues, but I think we're going to have to focus on that over time if we want good results from this guy and not want him to be the full guy for a failed Republican presidency. So tons of calls on what you expected, what you think about Trump's first week. After the break, 800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Look, just put your little hand back in the cash register and give me my two dollars and seventy-five cents back, please, Brad. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Hi, today at 51. Tomorrow's high forecast for 50. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And uh, I did get a question from Binkley during the break. What is Hayek's theory of information? And the theory is that through a pricing mechanism or like Wikipedia's crowdsourcing, that everybody in the world has all the information in the world, but no one person has all the information. So if there's a mechanism by which that information can be communicated individually, like buying stuff that's priced right and not buying stuff that's priced too high, that that mechanism can reflect all the information in the world and have the efficient outcome where people get what they want for the right value and don't uh, and aren't deprived of the choices that clear for them. It's it's a great theory. I uh, and and it was cited by the founder of Wikipedia as his thing. I do want to uh, try to squeeze in a quick call. This is a short segment, so I'm going to Marty in Atlanta. Marty, you've got a minute. Rapid fire. Give it to me. Hey, Monica, you've made my day in on the, the video today. Um, concerning the, uh, first off, I'm feeling bigly about the election. Everything is good. Uh, the price increases can go up uh, if we get wage increases. So uh, if the pickers don't pick, then uh, things go up and they'll pay a decent wage. As far as the travel ban, well, I don't know. I think he's just slowing everything down to find out uh, who is coming and going. Everybody else does. So I really don't see all this protesting unless he's doing some Gestapo move out there, which I really don't get that feeling. Uh, and paying for the wall, I don't think we can take the money that's being remitted back to me. That's like theft by taking. That's not ours to take. But we can tax them. We can uh, do stuff like that. So Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Thank you so much, Marty. I um, I feel like I like that you have the touchstone of theft by taking, taxing, whatever, is uh, you got to always ask yourself, 
thou sh- remind yourself, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. And that is the standard at which I start my libertarian musings. But we can continue to talk about Trump's policies, and I want to know what you think about his first week in office. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB, usually Saturdays from 3 to 6. Today, I'm here from 1 to 3, so we're in the home stretch trying to get it all in. So if you are on hold, keep holding on. I'm going to try to get to all the calls. I'm also going to get to some tweets at Monica Perez Show. And if 9 out of 10 times, I don't get anywhere near through all the stuff that I've prepared for the show, researched. It's, I love to hear from the callers. It's my one chance to uh, hear everybody's opinions, so I don't always get in-depth on all the subjects that we cover. So what I do with Binkley, my producer, is we do a show called The Propaganda Report. We do podcast and we post that and the podcast of this show on PropagandaReportDaily.com. And we also try to put up every day kind of uh, articles in the news that we think are being spun, how you're being manipulated. That's why it's called the Propaganda Report. We try to sift through the media and tell you what it's really all about. So, Binkley, why don't you tell people how they can promote the show or at least get to it? Go to the Propaganda Report daily and click on the little Apple, the iTunes, and subscribe there and let your friends know about it. It'll be bigly. (laughs) Okay, let's uh, get a couple of tweets in, and then I'm going to blow through these calls. Go. All right. Roberts tweets the horseshoe theory. If you go far enough to the left or right, everyone thinks that authoritarianism is a necessary stage before true freedom. That's a classic. You've talked about it. I've talked about it. It's this idea. And and, uh, there's this book I read. I've talked about many times the report from Iron Mountain. It's 80 pages. It was New York Times bestseller of nonfiction. The government later said it was a hoax. I don't believe it was a hoax. Even if it was, it's important to read it. Because it talks about how they, the powers behind the scenes, the shadow government, whatever, want to create crises that only more government, even world government, can address. They actually mention having an environmental crisis just for that purpose. And they talk about how it would be really hard to get all the scientists to go along with it. Uh, stuff like that. It's really amazing. So this is not a new theory that, uh, that if, to the extent... The government is a pathocracy, which I think, and they work against us. They will promote issues that make us need and want more government and even a world government and immigration, refugee, migrant flows. That kind of stuff does lend itself to this, what they call a supranational authority, an authority like the U.N., but that has real power. Okay, anything else? Yeah, Dave says that Obama's carte blanche has led to Trump's. It's getting worse. The road to dictatorship, the American experience is over, in my opinion. That's interesting. I I absolutely feel like it's always... It's always progress. So if you look back, I think Bush increased the national debt by more than anyone had before him. And then Obama increased it. I think he doubled it. And I don't even think it's possible for Trump to do that. I don't even think that's possible. But you ha- it is true that, that the power rising to the top 
generally is progressive. It progresses. It does not retreat. The only possibility of that not holding true right now is that the American people were pushed to their limits and uh, the those shadow powers had to give back a little bit just to keep people um, having faith in the system. So it's uh, the way I look at things is a little more complex than what you see is what you get. And I appreciate when I get uh, tweets that (laughs) promote that way of deeper thinking. I'm going to go to some calls. uh, Ryan in Johns Creek. Hi, Ryan. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Um, Thank you for having me on. I just wanted to say I think uh, basically I'm a libertarian, and I think that Trump is not going to do anything good for the country or for freedom or anything like that. Um, He's already done a lot of harm talking about putting tariffs on other countries and then basically i just know that they're all in the same club the way you can tell that is right before obama left office he gives he signs an executive order allowing the nsa to share data with the uh fbi dea and other law enforcement agencies um and he gives that power to somebody that presumably he would think is dangerous right and so oh that's like, interesting so yeah what obama did was had to have been anticipating Trump. I even wonder if stuff Obama did like with the UN and Israeli settlements or the sanctions on Putin were really teeing up reactions, you know, like uh, forcing Trump say so that Trump doesn't have to be the one who initiates his reactionary policies. I think that there's a lot of that. I think just looking at what you probably know, libertarians tend to not fall for the left right thing. So even though uh, it doesn't have to be a libertarian philosophy, a lot of times we don't believe the official narratives of things. So when you look at the Middle East policy and you see the story about Syria, I mean, we, we our allies, Saudi Arabia and who knows who else, are really engaging in regime change. And we, uh, Kelly, who I guess is the national security now, but was the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency in 2012, they put out a paper that said we we would welcome the rise of an islamic state to give us a reason to remove syria are you familiar with that ryan uh, um, to remove entirely, but i but i don't put it past them i i kind of look at it all like uh wwe if you're familiar it's like storylines oh like trump is a thing is just all storylines like everything happens so perfectly you know like that trump is a wwe superstar right Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think the best thing that ever happened was, I like the only good thing about Trump being president is now we have a president that got Stone Cold stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you very much, Ryan. I, I do want to just say, um, react to something you had said about the tariffs. The problem, as a libertarian, you don't like tariffs because, first of all, they just interfere with free trade, which is the optimal efficiency, but... They also tell American individuals who from whom they can and can't buy. So when Nixon or however it evolved opened up China, my parents always boycotted China. They will not buy. My mother still doesn't buy anything from China because they consider communism to be slave labor. But they exercise that right personally. When the government picks and chooses who is the most favored nation, for example, Uh, So China gets trade priority in this country. And that really led to their success. And that's basically an immoral decision if you believe that communism is slave labor. So you're mixing economics, 
power, government, morality, when uh, a libertarian would say, and I think this is consistent with American founding principles, let the individuals decide and don't micromanage stuff like that uh, to our detriment. So that's why it's basically free trade is a is a libertarian policy, but it should, doesn't even have to be bilateral. You can just say, we'll trade with you. If you want to dump cheap steel on us, that's great. We'll make computers, you know? It's better. Dumping is not, it's, in my mind, it's not bad unless you're worried about this concept. It's kind of like a Mussolini fascist concept, but it's called autarky, A-U-T-A-R-K-Y, autarky, where you have to be self-sufficient as a nation for reasons of defense. That's one way of interpreting it. That's, but that's a very bare minimum. That is not a reason to make sure that we produce everything. That defies this concept of efficient allocation of resources, this idea of comparative advantage. If somebody makes something cheaper than you do, more cheaply, like clothes, and you make computers, which makes your whole country wealthier because there's more profit in computers, let them make the clothes and you do the computers. So it's the freedom, the liberty inherent in free trade, true free trade is the the purpose is to maximize our wealth in this country and distribute it fairly according to individual choices, not from the top. It's it's just uh, libertarianism. And I think it's consistent with American values. I'm going to Mari in Ackworth. Hi, Mari. You're on with Monica. Mari, am I not saying your name right? It's Marie. It's Marie. The E fell off. I'm super sorry. Hey, Marie. And, and, and it's Gainesville, so I don't know what happened. Oh, but, sorry. Uh, you were, well, you were just you were just yes. addressing what I was talking about, but I do want to say this: it is completely disingenuous for our government to put, you know, environmental strictures on our coal industry, on our steel industry, and then turn right around and buy it from countries that have no such policies. It is completely two-faced. Either we believe in the environment everywhere or we believe in it nowhere. And that's what's going on with the different pricing. In Mexico, in uh, Indonesia, and, and by the way, Bill Clinton instituted all these environmental policies and then shifted the shortfall to the worst polluters in the Philippines ever. And, by, and also on the Keystone Pipeline, take a look at the Democratic supporters that run the rail lines that carry all that oil instead of the pipeline. Oh, B- Warren so, Buffett you know, owns that knows. big rail- everybody, railway. Everybody's scratching somebody else's back. But if you're going to, to not have a contract from an American company, then you damn well better buy it from people that ask for the same pollution controls in another country. Or you're a complete, you know, you're just duplicitous. Yeah, I, uh, there, there is a dangerous possibility there of what you're talking about where you ever heard of this thing it's this blueprint for north american union that the council of foreign relations put out under the 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 leader of that of writing that was william weld who pretended later to be a libertarian definitely wasn't heidi cruz signed off on it and what it talks about in that that's why i'm i'm nervous about any idea of rewriting nafta not that i'm a fan of nafta but if the powers that be want this other thing which what they want to do is not only open the borders to goods and people and all that but they want to make sure that all restrictions, all regulations, all labor laws, everything gets automatically converted to the most restrictive of those three countries. So it supersedes oh. your legislation and it looks at so Canada probably has super, super generous labor laws 
and uh, and environmental regulations, everybody would have to do that without legislative, like the the treaty itself would be to fat, you know, uh, overarching legislative approval. So that kind of stuff just scares me. Well, you know, I don't know if you read much about this, but about three or four years ago, they put the the last lead smelting plant in the U.S. out of business with an absolutely unrealistic air quality uh, demand, which was tighter than even Canada's most environmental policy. And they'd been in business 150 years, and it dovetailed into affecting ammunition and all of these different things. But I, you know, I don't want tariffs, and I don't want protectionism, but we cannot shut our own companies down and but then buy it from people that don't adhere to any any yes. sort of, of quality yes. control. And it's this is right. one thing that I will point out that you're touching on. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but cronyism, I think, is always something to watch out for. So Warren Buffett and his railroad uh, was in direct competition with the XL pipeline and it shut down from his buddy Obama and then like this steel thing I don't know if Wilbur Ross our new commerce secretary still has interest in steel but he was he's accredited with reviving the American steel industry and then when you have case by case country by country company by company deals that you're cutting the temptation for cronyism is so great so when you tell me about them cutting out that or, or regulating the lead company the smelting company till it's gone i i ask who in that other country in that other industry influenced whom over here to get that done and i i think hard about that stuff i didn't investigate that particular topic but that's what when i look at these things i don't like case-by-case stuff i like rule of law i like which means everybody's held to the same standards and that's the standard i'm going to hold this new administration to i'll be right back after the break wrapping it up you can tweet at me at monica perez show monica perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Tuesday, sunshine and warmer weather in the forecast with a high of 64, but that could change. So stay tuned to Weekend Weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am wrapping it up. I'm going to take one quick call. Roger and Marietta, you have the last word. I'll give you one minute. Yeah, I think the Trump presidency is a move towards central government at the federal level. And the major problem with that is progressives love that idea, and Republicans would go along with it just because he's head of the party, and who would stop it? I've, I actually coined a term for that, um, not that specific issue, but the general phenomenon. I called it right cover. So the people on the left gave Obama cover for bombing stuff to Kingdom to come and did not protest the wars like they would for a Republican. That with Trump, he can expand government, expand debt, um, have infrastructure spending or whatever else, or more centralized power. And the right is so happy to not have Hillary, they'll, they'll have his back. They'll give him right cover. Yep. So that was interesting. That was a great way to end the show, Roger. Thank you so, so much. I am going to be back next week at the same time. So uh, one to three on Sunday before the Super Bowl. And it's, I'm not going to bend your mind with <laughs> deep economic theory. We're going to have a good time. And Binkley, my trusty producer here, is the man for the job. Because in our first show, in our What to Watch Out for 2017, did you not nail... Patriots, Falcons for the Super Bowl, Binkley? I did. It was it was a pretty expert prediction. <laughs> well, this bar is going to be very high for you to both be entertaining and knowledgeable next Sunday because uh, I, I am better at mind-bending economic stuff, but we are going to have <laughs> lots of fun. It's going to be an opportunity to lighten up 
Uh, if you want to hear this podcast or any of our other podcasts, go to PropagandaReportDaily.com. You can always keep this conversation going with us at Twitter. Binkley's at Freedom Act Radio, and I am at Monica Perez Show. Talk to you next week, Sunday, 1 to 3. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.